This week on the Haycast, more concerns about Activision Blizzard, Fallout 76's sales plummeted, and we're getting PlayStation shoes, yo! Everybody, you're listening to episode 10 of the Haycast, the number one gaming podcast in our hearts. I'm Demothy. This is Giacomo. That's and, me. And there's no Arnold this week because he's dead. He died. He died. So we had a pretty interesting, stressful week this week because of Black Friday. Yep. And oh, we didn't mention this before the podcast, but do you want to talk about Black Friday and our thoughts on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Monday and this stuff a little bit later in the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, so we'll talk about that a little bit later on the podcast. But um, as for this week, yeah, we, we work retail. We, we deal with a lot of Black Friday stuff, so that was pretty stressful. And I've realized as I get older, more naps are starting to become a lot more required They're for me. They're much better. <laughs> I'm Constantly be- taking yeah. naps on your I'm floor. Becoming a, I'm, I'm becoming an old man now, even though I'm only 23. You're an old man, Timothy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I used to be young, highly <laughs> against taking naps because naps used to fuck me up. But now it's just like, I really need those naps. You do need those naps and <laughs> coffee. A lot of coffee. A lot, a lot of coffee. Tons I drink a lot of coffee. of coffee. I've been drinking coffee since high school. And as I grow older, I start drinking more and more coffee. It is a bad addiction. No, it's well, just... I mean, coffee's, there's been conflicting studies about the whole topic so coffee's great as long as you're drinking it black but you don't drink it black i do not drink it black no you don't i mean i drink it pretty strong like i don't put a ton of sugar and a ton of i put like a little bit of creamer like a little bit of like the non-dairy creamer just like not even a full spoon of it and then i put a little bit of sugar and that's about it so i don't drink it like you're like, not drinking it at Starbucks yeah. level. Of yes, enjoyment. exactly. I don't. I don't drink it like a white girl. <laughs> Damn. Well, what but, about what about males? They drink it like that. I don't drink it like a white man. <laughs> Everybody, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I I tend to drink my coffee pretty strong. So, but yeah, I've been doing that since I was in high school. Um, but aside from sleeping and working and stuff. I've just been watching my normal things. I'm watching anime like a little, like the little weeaboo that I am. You weeb, but I'm that's a cool. freaking weeb. I mean, did you know that people who watch anime have the best pussies? What? <laughs> Where did you get that from? I read it on a meme. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so, so tell me, is it true? Is your pussy good? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I'm not even gonna answer. It's uh, why don't you talk about your week, Giacomo? You've well, been dealing with Black Friday also since we worked together, but well, Black Friday's been pretty simple for me because I just close all the time. I don't have to really put stuff away. Right. Um. Really, my big thing was staying up so late after I already got off late. <laughs> like, just keep the grind going till yeah. three in the morning because I want to play video games. Yeah. Spencer almost had that death shift before he, he managed to death get a shift. He had a death death shift, and then he managed to switch with one of our coworkers, which so. is good because not he would have worked with almost no rest because his ass would be up playing yeah. video games. If, if you guys are curious about that death shift, he was supposed to be off at like one forty five a.m. and then he was supposed to start at like seven a.m. the next day. Or that same day. <laughs> Those are horrible shifts. I thought there was a law that said that that made it so there had to be at least an eight hour gap in between. I, I think or something. technically you could say it, but if they're willing to work it, right. So, yeah, there's a will, there's a way, man. So yeah, um, did you do anything else? What else did I do this week? Um, I what did I do? I didn't read any books. 
That's what I didn't You're do. You're illiterate. And, uh, <laughs> you I don't was, know how to read. I was looking up all the Black Friday deals for video games. Right. And there's nothing I want right now. I know. Uh, I mean, typically, Black Friday deals for video games are always the older stuff. And we're going to get a little bit into Black Friday video game deals uh, during our news stuff when we talk about Fallout 76. That's a fun one. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, typically they're kind of older stuff and usually it's games that most of us already have i mean i got that nintendo ds the one with mario brothers the black and white one last year and i thought that was pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah i mean that's, but that's it was, right. you know it's a ds though so it really didn't change anything sure sure okay so why don't we if you didn't really do that much how about you i mean i talked about sleeping a lot and, and then working it. that was pretty much it yeah, and then watching I mean, anime like this, a week this was all prep man for like the week and yeah, now this, that it's over this week has been crazy i like I just want the eShop to go more on sale because I, I know. just I want to pay less for the games I want to buy. <laughs> you know that's <laughs> never gonna happen. Nintendo, like the good stuff, the Nintendo stuff that we actually want is never gonna go on sale. It really doesn't. Well, you know what? I did see Super Smash. It was like a Facebook thing going for thirty dollars. Really? Yeah. I, what it the was heck? Like a Facebook sale or whatever the hell. It sold out almost immediately. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. I did not see that. I didn't either until our friend posted about it after he already got it. Sure. <laughs> so I was like, God damn it, I didn't get a single one. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so we'll go ahead and jump into the news and then we'll talk about Black Friday a little bit later. So this first story we have, we talked about quite a lot these last few episodes of the podcast where we talked about Blizzard's relationship with Activision and the whole Blizzard Diablo Immortal debacle that was going on and how... They are very disconnected from the fans and everything because of the way they handled the whole situation. So I'm not going to really go into too much detail with the immortal stuff. You can listen to one of our past podcasts a lot. Listen to us talk more about that. Yep. Or you can check out uh, a few of those YouTube channels like Yang Yi and some articles on Eurogamer or something. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Uh, those do a pretty good job of talking about that as well. So recently there was a kotaku article written by jason schreier whom a lot of us know as one of the big names in games journalism because he's really well known for doing a lot of those investigative pieces with kotaku uh where he would actually go in and like he he goes a little bit farther than most games journalists are willing to go in terms of getting their story and everything so he did a uh, piece where he talked about 11 current and former blizzard employees about the whole situation about why this is going on and what the state of diablo 4 is because a lot of people were expecting diablo a diablo 4 announcement during blizzcon this year which I never wanted, happened i also wanted that so yeah Everybody wanted a Diablo 4 Immortal. It's about time. Diablo 3 has been out for like for a while. ever. They've been rehashing it now. And what's more is only one expansion ever came out for Diablo 3 because in this article, Diablo, Diablo 3 had a second expansion that was on the way, but it ended up getting canceled. So this is kind of a long article. So I'm not going to go through every little thing in this gigantic article. I've, I mean, I've... It's very rare we see an article this long, uh, especially for video, for video game games, release. Yeah, like related it's usually stuff. maybe a quarter of this. Yes. So basically, the main points of this article were um, the second expansion to Diablo 3 was canceled because the execu executives thought Diablo 3 was a huge fuck up. You know, it mostly it wasn't the game itself. It was the auction house. The auction house was a major issue. There were a few. There was also a game-breaking bug. It was like error eighty-seven or something. I don't right. remember what the number was. That was preventing from people people from being able to play the game uh, as they would have liked. However, um, 
they when Reaper's Reaper of Souls came out, that was a pretty big hit. Everybody really liked. Well, most people really liked Reaper of Souls. It it fixed a lot of the issues that Diablo three had. It got rid of the auction house, Finally. and it was a pretty good. It was a pretty good overall expansion. But uh, apparently, according to this article, when the executives decided to cancel the second expansion for Diablo Immortal, they did it before seeing the results of Reaper of Souls, and they just axed it. Oops. Right? So, I mean, they didn't really give that expansion a, a chance, and I feel like if they saw how that expansion did, and a lot of the employees, they felt this way as well, they saw how that expansion would have done, they probably wouldn't have axed that second expansion. And so because of this, we never really got any new content for a game, for, for a game like this, and that's been out for, like, ever. Right? So, um, apparently... Uh, they also did mention that Diablo 4 was also in development. Yep. But they does, but they didn't announce it. A while back, Jason Schreier also put out a piece where a certain source mentioned that Diablo 4 was planned to be announced at BlizzCon. However, they were afraid to announce it because they didn't want one of those, you know, situations where they announce a game and then it gets canceled a bit later down the road. That's worse. Or something like that. Uh, Blizzard is kind of has kind of had a bit of a history of doing that. Uh, there was a game, there was an MMO that they were working on before, I believe bef this was before Overwatch. They were working on this and then it, it got canceled. It was called Titan. And didn't Titan end up becoming, or parts of Titan become Overwatch? Uh, I believe that was a thing, yes. Um, but yeah, Titans was an MMO that was apparently a combination of like Sims, Left 4 Dead 2, and some other stuff. That's pretty uh, ambitious. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it's weird because the whole concept was like during the day you were running businesses or something, and then at night you were like some sort of superhero or something. <laughs> it was kind of. It, it's an interesting concept, but it did get canceled. And this and the article by uh, Jason Schreier kind of goes into detail about how. This this the the failure the cancellation of Titan kind of has been looming over Blizzard's head for a while and kind of influenced a lot of their decisions. But the big thing was a lot of people are kind of concerned about Activision's influence on Blizzard lately because it seems like there's been a bit more of an influence from them than there used to be. Uh, Activision, of course, took over the company that was originally uh, originally had ownership over Blizzard. I forget what the company was called, but their 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 relationship has always been kind of separate blizzard's been always sort of its own entity despite being under activision and despite the interactions between activision and other games companies they've always been you know very influential to those game companies in terms of their decision making and stuff like that but blizzard was always very developer focused and very sort of their own thing it it, it was almost like a an indie developer in a way where they were just an, in, yeah, an yes. indie developer with a lot of money right so it's it's really weird seeing how it seems like now that now Activision is very much interacting with Blizzard a lot more these days. And a lot of people are kind of worried about that. Do you feel like that is why they decided to move towards mobile? Uh, of course. Like Blizzard would not be so into mobile games if it's not if it weren't for Activision because I mean, it's Activision. They're kind of known the for a lot of microtransaction heavy stuff and lately what a lot of people are worried about is sort of the microtransaction um direction that diablo immortal would be going that's towards. what i'm also kind of worried about yeah. there, there were a lot there were also like images that were released about um a meeting between 
Blizzard and I believe it was I believe NetEase, the the company making Diablo Immortal and the company that made a lot of those Diablo esque mobile titles. Right, the Chinese uh, one. Yes, uh, there were there were there were images that were leaked of that meeting that was kind of showing, and it was all in. Uh, it was all in Chinese, it, so people kind of had to translate it, but it looked like they were talking about the future of microtransactions in Diablo Immortal and and sort of what their direction is going to be with these microtransactions. See, that kind of stuff sucks just because you're, you're used to this company that doesn't really do that. Because even with Overwatch, everything you got was purely cosmetic, which is one of the few things I'm all right with microtransactions because right. it doesn't affect the game. And I, I see why the like the League of Legends model is so strong. Because mm-hmm. again, nothing inherently affects the game. It's just how you look. But when you start, it's almost like a pay to win. Right. And that's when right. it sucks. That's when games get really abs- yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And and like, I don't know. Uh, I also hate like those games that are very much you pay to even just play the game. You know, the ones where, where they have like yeah. sort of a stamina you get, you system. Have a, you have a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of Mafia Wars on, on Facebook back in 2009. Yeah. yeah. There was a, there was this one MMO that I used to play called Elsword, and it also had a stamina system and you had to use like a certain thing to build up your stamina again, but it wasn't so bad because that stamina bar was so big that like by the time you depleted it, I mean, it's about time you got off the game anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but like a lot of those, they, they have like those really small stamina bars where you can play like five, 10 minutes and then you have to pay in order to continue, in order to continue playing the game. So, I mean, I don't know. Microtransactions overall, it's, it's kind of a frustrating thing to me and it can be fine. It can be like a subscription service to a lot of games but they don't treat it that way and they treat it in sort of this really scummy way that people really don't like. But I mean, that's the trend now is mm-hmm. doing games as a service, whether you're getting microtransactions, whether yeah. you're doing what EA is doing, where you play, release one game and just have DLC forever. But then, but, but you have games like Warframe and then you have subscription based games like uh, subscription based MMOs like World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy 14. 14. Uh, which are all games as a service, but they don't treat it very scummy. And it's like it, it's in a fashion that people are OK with because the game actually has substance. It has content for them to play. You're playing for you're, you're paying so that they can continue to create more content for you to play. Whereas games like mobile, most mobile titles, it's just it's pay to win. And it's like it, it's not really substantial content that they're dishing out especially on mobile like because that's where i always think of mobile gaming where it can get a bad rep is because a lot of the games you really just do yes just for the most part Mm -hmm. and i get it because the interface is so simple that you you have to make it easy to just be able to touch it Uh, though you could probably take it to the next level i mean i used emulators back on what like a samsung express years ago when i was a kid yeah yeah so if it worked then you could definitely do it on machines now Mm -hmm. but I don't think they do that because the market that's playing most of those mobile games are actually female. And uh, yeah, it's surprising, right? Uh, and it, they're very simplistic. They're very easy to play. Uh, and that's all you need it to be. But are you, are, you, are you saying women are simplistic and just want simple games? No, but I just wanted to point that statistic out. Right. I mean, it's an interesting statistic uh, and, and by no means uh, influences 
women women being the common uh maybe we should say yeah. children because children. a lot of those games are yes. colorful bright and yes. explosive which i think gets it's definitely more attention. children uh more children focused like the games are more geared towards children and i think it's it definitely is an interesting statistic that women are the primary yeah i was, uh, at, uh, I was at e3 and i remember i was looking up some statistics ahead of time and i because i was like i, I was yeah. like going to the mobile booths right and uh, this year, I decided, all right, let's take a look and see the stats. And women were one of the highest ones. And I was thinking, wow. And I think, I, I think a big part of that was probably ca- Candy Crush. I, I, I think, think Candy Crush ago heavily it was, influenced it. it. De- yeah, it definitely does. Because I remember my sister, that's what she started playing. Right. Like, and that's all she really does is mm-hmm. very simple games on her phone. and Which is just Bejeweled, by the way. And I love Bejeweled. Bejeweled's <laughs> great. But people are treating it like it was like some sort of hashtag bring back bejeweled. People are treating Candy Crush like it was like some sort of, um, you know, what's the word? Innovative game, but it's just Candy Crush. I mean, just uh, bejeweled. It is. So, but yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, another thing that a lot of people were talking about with a lot of the former and current employees were talking about was a lot of discussion about cutting costs. So they were talking about, and this was after, I believe, the initial launch of Diablo 3 and how it kind of failed at the beginning and how they they changed their sort of approach right before um, Reaper came out. Um, And during those discussions about their, their change in approach, they were talking a lot about cutting costs. Don't really know exactly what that entails, um, but I mean, just the thought of them talking so heavily about cutting costs is kind of scary in a way. I mean, if I'm guessing cutting costs would be either paying less people or having less people on a team, therefore more people picking up the slack. I think most people are kind of seeing it as get kind of getting rid of the sort of big um, development related stuff, you know, like uh, what, what's it like content, you know, um, would you say graphics like, things like that okay uh, i feel like a big part of it is like they're they're lowering the technical side of things because those are the expensive stuff the the funding for those technical things and then simplifying their games so that they cost less but reek in rake in more money which is kind of what the mobile market sort of is yeah because i mean if you think about a mobile game it's how, very how hard can it be yeah. to really make one yeah. if you can find the right rhythm Think of Flappy Bird. Like yeah. before it got it's banned. very simple. Doesn't require a lot of technical uh, things to make. Doesn't require a lot of money to doesn't make overall. A lot of thinking. But rakes in a lot of money. Raked a lot of money yeah. before it got removed. Right. Yeah. Tons yes. of money. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I remember. Yeah, and that, just things like that work well. And if this big company can emulate that, I, that's probably what they're thinking: is making money that way. Right. Okay, so that was the Blizzard Activision thing. That's pretty much all the stuff we have. Uh, I really recommend reading through this article despite how long it is. It is very long, but it has a lot of information and goes into a lot of detail uh, about the whole the whole situation. So definitely check that out. This next thing we have, I think Giacomo was excited to talk about Tons. this, was Fallout 76. Literally and- Fallout falling out. <laughs> it is... Uh, okay, so again, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but right. when a game that is normally single player, but has all the bugs of a single player game mm-hmm. mixed into a multiplayer experience, doesn't fit well. Right. That was a big thing that people were talking about. This game did not do well at all, Fallout 76. And 
got a lot of negative reviews and we talked about some bugs a couple weeks back yeah like the frame rate yeah if the you frame, have rate issue, frame rate you move faster uh, and i that, thought that was stupid yeah, i didn't actually see anything I, I i didn't really read too much into that bug but i didn't i didn't in during my just looking at fallout 76 stuff in general didn't really see anything on it but i mean i'm not i know the camp system seems to be busted like uh especially I, I get the original idea was, you know, if someone else builds a home right. there and you're in the server, you, right. you can't build there. You got to build somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But there's other things where like certain uh, homes, I guess, get deleted. I only played it so much because I was just, I didn't really care for it. I lost right. interest, not from the gameplay, but from the story. When I play uh-huh. Fallout games, I'm going for yeah. lore. And this is yes. all. This game has no it's lore. It's all, you have to figure it out yourself. And that's so, yeah. so, not yeah. terrible, but I like the NPCs. It feels too empty mm-hmm. one of the things people were talking about one of the main criticisms of fallout 76 was the fact that there's like no npcs at all aside from i don't know i think there was like some sort of sale person uh uh yeah there was some sort of vendor or something but there were no npcs and the way the quests worked was it was all like um voice uh recordings or audio logs yeah you get all of the um the holotapes you have to do everything with terminals yeah everything was just audio logs and and whatnot and there were just no actual npcs and so it just felt really lifeless to a lot of people right because you'd at least you'd have raiders or something that killed off the original people there but that doesn't happen and i mean i guess i guess it kind of makes sense makes sense story-wise since this is supposed to be the first vault or something like that yeah it's one of the early uh, ones open. and everybody's still asleep in the other ones or something but you still have the people who didn't make it to a vault that survived yeah yeah so i mean it makes sense kind of but all at the same time it doesn't really make sense to not have anyone at all other than a vendor because there's when this game came out and they said it was going to be a single player and multiplayer like experience yes. you can't go with the uh, the excuse that it's better with friends yeah well what about the single player experience the thing that a lot of people are going for with the fallout series mm-hmm. so y- you can't have all these bugs and expect it to sell for such a high price yeah they were marketing this or not marketing they were selling this for the full for a full as a full priced game but it really played a lot more like an alpha test yeah and i would rather just keep playing fallout 4 yeah and because of this the game dropped in price literally a week after it It launched bad uh i'm thinking battleborn stuff man uh remember that yeah Yeah. so it dropped to 40 dollars for black friday and as most of us know when a game drops in price for black friday it is essentially permanent it is a permanent price drop and black friday sales are generally black friday game sales like we mentioned earlier are generally older games that have been out for like a few months yeah and you want to push those out Mm -hmm. or something and like even like red dead 2 that that's not going on sale not at all that, that did not go on sale um because it sold really well and was critically acclaimed a lot of people like the game they made a good game fallout 76 bethesda did not make a good game with this that's why the price dropped so quickly i'll say this they made a good game in the sense of mechanically and technical it works yeah there's bugs but you can always iron those out but that's like making poop into a castle it's still kind of crappy they they were they released a patch like a bug fix that still resulted in a lot of bugs right still had like, a ton of bugs like in it. you can fix all the bugs you want but if the game is inherently boring yeah. and like you're sure the the shooting is fun but mm-hmm. if you're attracted there for the storyline which is what fallout games are known yeah. for and a lot of bethesda games are known for yeah. they're big and story driven right then you're killing half the game already and you're paying full price for this which sure. it 
in a way is, and I don't want to really sound so crass this way, but I guess it's a glorified home building simulator. Right. Kind in of. In a nuclear wasteland. I mean, I can kind of see that. Definitely. And yeah, they were like kind of tooting the whole like that's like the building big thing, thing. Yeah, base building but it was buggy too right it's buggy yeah it's the camp system's buggy yeah it, that's, it i mean they'll, they'll definitely fix it but at that point it's like it's too late you've lost mm -hmm. a lot of interest what i found like really interesting about this whole situation uh so there's a website giant bomb youtube channel website uh they're under GameSpot, i believe and mm -hmm. they do a lot of reviews and whatnot they do quick looks pretty big uh in the gaming community one of the bigger one of the biggest gaming podcasts out there as well and even Giant Bomb, despite them doing all these reviews and everything, apparently they don't want to do a review for Fallout 76 because a lot of the people there just don't like the game enough to continue playing it. That's how I felt. Like I was playing it at a friend's house and thinking, this yeah. is it's definitely something I don't actually want to buy. Yeah. Uh, here's a quote from Jeff Gersman during the Giant Bombcast. He said, uh, no one on staff wants to play any more of this video game. I'm <laughs> oh, not going man. to subject myself to another 20 to 30 hours of this expletive uh, mess to just put a number on it. My name is, my number is don't play this game. It's, it's a bad game. And I, I got a, a little quote here from the podcast as well. I just wanted to toss in here. Fuck that was, that game's bad. I think that game is, is, um... You know, it's, it's like this will sound harsh. I think it's shitty. Hmm. I think it it is like <laughs> the exact opposite of what people want out of a Fallout game. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. And I think on top of that, it does not run or execute particularly well. It's super buggy, so it's like, like you were it's mentioning. Very buggy. Uh. It is. On, it is fucked up in the way that online games can be fucked up, like players disappearing, like oh the the party stuff. Yeah, we acting had weird. Yeah, bad, we, but yeah, it's just overall just it, it's it was a mess. It was a messy launch. Uh, it's extremely lacking in content, and it's it's an alpha game that they were uh, an alpha test that they were selling at full price, and people are re are really pissed about it. And I mean, I was like super hyped, man. Mm -hmm. Like I again, E three, I went to go check out all the shit that I could about it, and I was like, all right, this is gonna be cool. Yeah, and then the more I heard about it, the, the our way, friends tested it, and the way they advertised it and everything too was really pretty solid. Like it they, is they, really solid. They had a pretty interesting marketing campaign going around it, uh, although it was a very it was one of those marketing campaigns that didn't really tell you anything about the game, but it was it was effective. I right. mean, it was it was a pretty interesting. It got people interested in the game, but I mean, they released this huge mess and Bethesda generally. I mean, bugs aside, like they're generally known to make buggy games. Right. And um, in a single player experience, that's kind of its charm. It's, it's fine because yeah, I laugh a lot of people. It's, it's known as but here's the thing. Bethesda is known for creating buggy games and then letting players, modders, fix it and then they never fix it themselves. That's fair. That's kind of lazy like, on their part. Like, look at Skyrim. Like, Skyrim had a lot of issues and then modders just went and fixed those issues and so Bethesda was like, okay, they fixed them already. Why do we need to fix them, you know? So, and Yongyi, the, the, Yongyi I, I watch a lot of his videos. He's one of those, the, he's like, he, he releases a lot of videos about different gaming news stories and stuff and then kind of goes really into detail about each of these stories but and but and he talks about how bethesda always gets away with stuff like this because they make i mean skyrim uh fallout like the fallout series in general 76 very aside buggy. are very buggy but people like the games but and, and so they they always got away with it and and now it's kind of like they're finally getting what's coming to them because again in a way. like 
all those bugs are fine in a single player environment where it doesn't affect anyone else's experience but your own. Uh-huh. And it's funny and it's it's kind of like the charm. But when that happens in a game where you're playing with other people, right. especially in PvP zones, that's a problem. So you can't have all the major issues of a zoo and an amusement park. Right. Then you get Jurassic Park. And, and then that there, was a mess. Yeah. And then there was just like the overall issue with 76 just having no content in general. <laughs> I really just wanted to yeah. MP- like if they decide to add DLC for an NPC, mm-hmm. maybe I'll consider going back because the NPCs. Sure. Maybe they're not the most exciting to look at. They're yeah. a little static. Yeah. But they still make the game go for me. Yeah. Like I like it. Yeah. 76 was trying to be too many things and couldn't really be too many things. Too it was many trying to things, be, but not enough yeah, of each. It was trying to be a single player game, wasn't good at that. It was trying to be a multiplayer game, wasn't good at that. So, I mean, uh, what exactly is it? It's just a very lackluster, shitty game. We will let, we will let time hopefully fix it. Mm-hmm. If, if it's anything kind of like a No Man's Sky, but I yeah. mean, again, it's just already tarnished with this. It was bad. So, mm-hmm. and I don't want that to happen to Fallout, but it happened. <laughs> and that sucks. I, I, ge- I guess. All right, so so moving on from that, let's move on to something kind of fun. Let's move on to something fun. So we got PlayStation shoes. Damn, look at those Yo, things. Look at that. For those listening, you should look up PlayStation shoes. Mm-hmm. Look at those kicks. Damn. Damn. You look so fly wearing this <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> so PlayStation a while back, they released a, a pair of shoes. It was the Nike PG2s. So it was in conjunction with Nike. And it was like some light out light up shoes. And Seriously, these ones those look, look really nice. <laughs> they look pretty cool. And now they're releasing the PG two point fives, which comes out December first. Do they so light up? They light up. What the and hell? What's What's a little bit different about this one is it lights up on both sides. Whoa, <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> and it's a little it's gray. Uh, I, the other ones were like a darker the color. Back to the Future self tying shoes. They which, really look like them, don't they? But Nike already released a self tying yeah. shoe before. Yeah, although it was incredibly <laughs> impractical, way too heavy, and it was kind of slow to self tie. Yeah, and I mean it's like no one's gonna pay for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know how much these are gonna be. Uh, My guess is in the two hundred dollar range. Do they put the prices let's, on here? Let's find a price. But let's I'm thinking, I'm thinking it has to be at least two hundred for these shoes. Uh-huh. Maybe even more. Shoes are already demand high price. A lot of Nike shoes can demand high prices. Right. I'm not seeing a price on here. You should look up price on the internet. I mean, when do they release? December first. Oh shoot, that's a week away. Yeah, it's a week away. I can't find the price on here though. This is the PlayStation blog. But uh, here we go, Nike. PG 2.5 price. Price. Can we find a price? PG 2 TB men's. No. No, it's a different no. one. Oh, well. well. We'll see a price eventually. Uh, You'll find let's it on go the third let's, market. Based on the price of the PG. Oh, 100 and. No, those. This is different. It's yeah, the same model, but it's not yeah. the PlayStation version. Right. It's like that's right, just the way right. they design it. Uh, yeah, those are the PG 2.5s. We should regular. Have a sneakerhead episode. That'd be awesome. <laughs> if we could make it game related. Yeah. So basing off the price of the regular PG 2.5s being like a hundred ish dollars, I'm assuming these are probably going to be around like the two hundred dollar range, probably. Easy. Um, but I mean, they're cool looking shoes. They, I would probably wear those if yeah. I got a pair. And the reason I, the only reason I really put this on here was because we talked about the Dragon Ball shoes a while those back. Those were really rad. <laughs> and like freaking video game shoes collaborations general, with, shoe, with clothing cool companies stuff. and stuff. So yeah, these are pretty neat. Uh, they're designed. Shirts. They're designed by Nike, PlayStation, and Paul. How do you even say that? Paul George. Georgie. 
something like that. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Butchering that name. Uh, but yeah, like I said, they're the second. Uh, they're the second pair of PlayStation shoes coming out. The first ones being the PG twos, which I think personally look a little cooler. But yeah, I think these the PG twos are a little nicer. That, that's like PlayStation Two, which is arguably the best PlayStation at the time. I'm not I love counting the PlayStation Two because Four is really great. But the other ones are like number one, which isn't bad. I love Twisted Metal. I loved all that stuff in the first one. Yeah. But yeah, you no, know, like honestly, I, the the PlayStation Two was one of my favorite consoles of all time. Easy. I played so much of PlayStation Two as a kid. So. I had the Slim. That was such a fun console. <laughs> that was a good console, right? But yeah, uh, that's pretty much all the information on the PlayStation shoes. They look cool. Uh, go buy buy a pair before the holidays for yourselves or your family or whatever. I don't know if you have any family members that like shoes and like PlayStation. Get some for me, man. <laughs> yeah, you you should send us some too. <laughs> send us some. All right. Uh, remember when we talked about the Monster Hunter movie a while back that I was do. coming out and how it did not look like a Monster Hunter movie at all. Right. It could have been a movie about war in the desert yeah. for all I knew. I mean, but we got some new screenshots that make it look a little bit more like Monster Hunter, kind of. I think this is the one right here. This is the <laughs> yes, one. right here. Um, you got that iconic uh, yeah. the sword. You have her bow. And you have the outfit itself, which uh-huh. I thought they were just going to come out like this right away. Yeah. They could have totally done that as a fantasy movie, right. and I would have been fine too. But this this works. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really read this Eurogamer article. I just kind of looked at the screenshot. I was totally but, looking at the pictures, but, but it, it's yeah, a way to tie it in because mm-hmm. uh, it's very big. It's about the desert, so they can kind of merge it together. And it's all yeah. against they're fighting against the giant monsters, which both worlds need to do anyway. Yeah. So, so, so we it's got, cool. We got Mila Jovovich from which most of us know from the Resident Evil movies. Yep. Of course, they were going to include it because I believe the director and her are together. I think, oh, really? I believe. Is this like a Johnny? I think Depp they're married. And, uh, what is it, Helena Bar- Barn Carter? I can never say her name. <laughs> Uh, I suppose I don't know. Like, like they're I think they're married, like and so thing? No, uh, yeah, Paul different. Paul Anderson is the director, which a lot of us know from Resident Evil. Yeah, um, I guess Event Horizon. I don't know Event Horizon. I don't think I've I've never I feel like watched. There's that. something Spencer would have told us to watch. Maybe I don't know, but Resident Evil wasn't really a good series of movies. <laughs> it weren't terrible though. Like I mean, compared as video game as video game movies, movies go, they were okay. Yeah, they were definitely better than most. Um. But the number one movie of all time is uh, the Chun-Li movie. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Come on. Give it up for Mario Brothers, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that little Bowser head and shit. Like, that was that was the time, man. Oh. Yoshi was a dinosaur, an actual dinosaur. Didn't commit tax fraud. It was a good time back in that time. But yeah, there's still a lot of generic show- soldiers in this movie. It's like Transformers. Uh, like when you watch the Transformers film, you like it's a military thing. Where in the desert? I guess <laughs> because they have to kind of give you some realism to sort of ground you, like how it could really affect your world. Mm-hmm. But you know, I didn't hate the Transformers series until after two. <laughs> I was sort of over it. I, I never. I, I mean, I guess I, I when I was younger, I thought Transformers the movies were kind of cool. But as I grew a little bit older. I started to not really care for them. Exactly. I'm <laughs> sort of losing all interest in it. So, right. And I do not want to see the new Bumblebee coming out at all. <laughs> uh, I'd rather see another yeah, like I mean, Marvel I'm not really X-Men either. origin movie yeah. before I go right. see that one. Yeah, I'm not particularly interested in I the Bumblebee movie. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Uh, at all. <laughs> so moving on from here, <sighs> uh, we talked about Ubisoft's... Um, Ubisoft sort of censoring their games kind of getting rid of a lot of their 
blood, sex, and gambling references and stuff. I actually didn't know that was to, a thing. To kind of um, comply a bit more with uh, Asian territories and whatnot. Um, and how like like they they were doing this to to comply, but it was kind of weird because there were certain things that were kind of getting kind of split between them and didn't really make too much sense. But they're rolling those back, so they're in the process of rolling those back. I believe they might have finished already. I don't remember. I don't really keep up with Rainbow Six Siege that much. Arnold's usually the one that pays attention to those because he plays a lot it. more. Because yeah, he plays it. I don't really play it. Uh, but yeah, they're rolling They're rolling back a lot of these changes. Like you can see a before and after when they were making those changes. There used to be like blood splatter on this painting over here and then they got rid of the blood splatters and then the sexual reference here with like the pole dancer. It was just a, fin- it was just a hand and finger after they got rid of it. So they're rolling it back to what it was before. Um, Which I guess is alright. Doesn't it doesn't affect the game really, and I may now I would have never noticed in the time that the, I played Siege. The, the big thing was uh, there were other things that were a little bit. Uh, I believe there were some stuff that were a bit more gameplay oriented that uh, I don't think I really talked about too much. Um, but yeah, they're doing this because I mean they got a lot of backlash over this when they were originally making the changes. Really, and it was really weird that they were restricting some things to other territories, and then it, it's kind of split. It, it kind of affects things kind of in a competitive standpoint because players play differently in different territories. Uh, fighting games being an example, how a lot of Asian players tend to play a lot more defensive than American players. American players tend to be more aggressive, things like that. And but does the background inherently affect the? Well, gameplay. no, no, no. They, were, they were they were region locking some things. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, they were region oh, locking. That's so, okay, things. see, that's when you're. It's one thing to change the way it looks. It's yeah. another thing to, to change re- the way yeah. it plays. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, but the main thing here was the gambling references, uh, the gambling, sex, and blood references. And, gambling, and I totally understand because they know a lot of children are going to play, it and Europe has a huge stance it's a against game. it. Game, <laughs> well, that, that too. But you know, kids are playing it. Right. Really, come on. Think about all the fun games we played as kids. M rated. Yeah, but it's it's still it's still an M rated game. It you you like it's like it's like taking a rated R movie. And then being like, no, you can't say fuck. Right. Okay. See, okay. That that's a good that's a good way. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Uh out here in the States, you have to be seventeen and you have to present uh uh seventeen or older and you have to present an ID right. for an M rated game. Uh although a lot of people still get away with it, sure, but you're not supposed to. People get away with Sneaking into R-rated movies all the time. I mean, you can't really go based off of like people breaking the rules to restrict a, a certain thing. You know what I mean? I guess. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just the access is a lot easier for a video game that you can buy digitally. Mm-hmm. As we're with the I, I movie, mean, I you suppose, could still yeah. buy movies, sort sure. of, but right. only after. Yeah. In which case, they need to up the regulations there. Right. For both. Rather than you know censoring a game that is rated M. Right, I'm mostly playing devil's advocate just to yeah, yeah. No, keep no, I, this get, I get it, I get it. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, that's that. That's not. There's not really too much to that story aside from they're rolling back those things. Uh, this next one is a little bit bigger, a little bit more interesting. I feel like um, there was so Warframe uh, came out or is coming out on the Switch. I think it came out, right? I believe so. Yeah, so Warframe on the Switch. Uh, so there's some weird cross-platform related things. So there is not going to be any cross-platform play between Switch and PC. However, you can transfer your account, your progress over, but you can only do it once and in one direction. So 
if you transfer your progress to the Switch, it essentially kind of splits the account and then you can't transfer your Switch progress back to your PC. Hmm. Uh, and they're doing this because the Switch version, since they are more focused on PC and PC comes first, the Switch version is kind of like a few months behind or something like that. Um, so if you read here, uh, don't expect cross-platform play, however, and here's where it gets a bit strange. Don't expect your progress on the Switch to carry back over to the PC. Migrating your process from the your progress from the PC to the Switch basically means that you're splitting one account into two and neither have any way to talk to each other. So progress can be moved back from can't can be moved can be moved from one platform to the other, but only once and only in one direction. I was asked why this was the case. Oh, mm -hmm. what, what, what did you want to say? Wasn't this similar to the, what happened with Fortnite from like a coming from like a tablet or something? Or no, from no. from the Switch and PlayStation. So, so that's a little bit different. Uh, the issue with um, with with Fortnite and the PlayStation version, it, it was the PlayStation one that was having issues. So the issue with the, with that was that your account, your Epic Games account, when you attach it to PlayStation gets locked to it and you cannot play on PC. This one, it splits them. Oh, okay. So when you, you, you can migrate your PC progress so you don't have to start over, right? But you can't bring your Switch progress to PC, right, right. but you can still play your PC version and still progress on your PC version. Right, which, I mean, that totally sucks because what if you do want to play it on the go right right and then you, you your your progress doesn't carry over so you essentially have two accounts but like it's kind of jump starting like, you in a i'm way, just thinking of. about that now like the switch has an infinite potential with doing that if you yeah. could go back and forth instead yeah. of bringing a giant ass laptop with you everywhere you go you have this yeah. awesome portable switch but the issue is the versions are a little bit different because they are more focused on pc uh, PC gets like updates and stuff sooner, whereas the Switch is a little bit behind. That is true. I did not like the Payday port, the right. Payday 2 port. It right. was really upsetting. Yeah. But yeah, uh, going on, uh, when they asked why this was the reason, would, it, it was basically what I said. As a games as a service title, Warframe leads with PC and follows with console versions. Uh, a digital extreme representative told Polygon, thus the PC and console build versions are out of sync by about a month or so. So it was about a month. Any migration attempt would require, excuse me, putting the account through a kind of update, de-update converter to amend and sync. Uh, this can lead to a lot of issues, including potential loss of in-game items due to being from a later patch, data corruption, loss of player data, the inability to play until previous builds are reached, etc. In short, lots of headaches. So Ugh. yeah, they're doing it because it's kind of a pain in the ass to have to sync and desync accounts and whatnot. I guess that could make a lot of sense when mm -hmm. I think about cross-platform in general. There's got to be a lot more work to make that happen. Yeah, if, so if you're for not, the people like, at Rocket League, good on you for making that much work and making yeah, it happen. Yeah, like it, it would work a lot better if you know the versions were more in sync. I guess that's not. maybe that'll be a trend now is to get a game that really does work on everything yeah. and works well. Mm -hmm. Now that would be a game. That everyone could play because then you don't have to worry about getting what console sure all right so that aside this next one is a little bit this one this story came out on the 21st so it wasn't that it's not that old uh so h1z1 had an esports league and there were a lot of issues mainly because h1z1's dying yeah, I was about to say, I didn't even know they had a league existing yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, they, they had a league, and nobody knew about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, what sucks is that the people who... Keep reading the story. Yeah. Uh, basically, what happened was the, the league, it happened, and it got canceled like 
midway through the league. Uh, basically, it was so very abrupt. The they lack stopped. of payment, man. Yeah, a big thing that was discussed about this was the fact that payment was uh, uh, stifled or not stifled. Uh, payment Staples, came, right? That's yeah, a, yeah, that's payment, yeah, it was stifled. Uh, people weren't getting paid, uh, at least on time. There were apparently a lot of financial issues going on through this because, uh, again, because it's a dying game. Yeah, it's a dying game. You have Nobody's PUBG, watching. you have Fortnite. Right. Like those are the dominant. Battleground games. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, there was an update about this since the story came out. Um, basically, uh, the person that was running it, uh, his last name was Hall. I forgot what his first name was. Uh, but basically, here's, here's what he said. The discontinuation of the league is not related to any payment. It is directly related to the decline of the game audience from the start of the league calendar year until now. It doesn't make sense to proceed with a league expression, uh, yeah, a league expression until the game and its user base actually grows to a substantial level to warrant a continued effort. It might not ever happen. Yeah. The matter of the stipend payment uh, in, uh, to, to teams is completely unrelated to the decision to not continue the league, which is why the league still intends to fully uh, to fulfill its obligation there within the league calendar year as per the contract. So they say it's not because of the payment, but I mean, players not getting paid is still a major issue right, regarding that's, this. That's their blood and yes. soul. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this yeah. is crazy. I, it, I, I mean, part of it is really funny because they were doing a league for a dead game, but like at the uh, the other side of it is like, it really sucks that players aren't getting paid. Right. hopefully they're on different. Yeah. They're doing different games too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, most H one Z one players have moved to PUBG and Fortnite and those other. It just games makes sense. It's the, it's the next step up. It's the evolution yeah. of yeah. the game. I mean, PUBG is basically, it was just a mod just originally. A right? game. It's uh, just yeah. a better game. It yeah. plays better. And then Fortnite's not bad. But I, I think I'm just more into the grittier side as opposed yeah, to the I, cartoon. I don't, I, I don't care for the aesthetic of Fortnite. And then the building is really weird to me. I don't like the building. Arnold loves Fortnite. And there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. The only thing, the only issue I have with with Battleground Arena games like this mm-hmm. uh, was pointed out to me by a friend. He says, I've never played one, but I hate the idea that I could go 30 minutes without seeing anybody only to suddenly get shot after I have a bunch of nice yeah, weapons. Yeah, it's it's kind of shitty. To, yeah, these games tend to drag out for a while, and yeah, you can go the entire game without running into a single person, and then you just get shot out of nowhere, and you're fucked, and that's it. I think the mobile version works really well, though, because you have the 15-minute the version, which yeah. you, you get 15 minutes. Yeah, the mobile so everyone... versions have more uh, features that the PC version doesn't get, which is really interesting. Uh, but yeah, it, it makes for a better experience on mobile, sure. Which is fine, and I'm I'm surprised. Like when I first heard that it was even a thing, yeah. I thought, how the fuck are they doing yeah. that? There's a there, there, there's some good mobile games, PUBG, Fortnite there it mobile, is, right? There it is. <laughs> we uh, cracked the code, guys. But yeah, uh, that that's that's the story there. Um, yeah, it, it kind of sucks. But I mean, don't don't make a league for a game that nobody's playing. I, I guess they started it before. Like it's been dying for a long time. It really has. So I just think this is really bizarre to me. Like, oh, you know what I was thinking? Whatever happened to the Black Ops? People uh, play it. 
Blackout is it still a thing? Yeah, people are playing Blackout. Blackout is literally the only mode that people are playing for that new game for, for Good, that Call of Duty. Because that's what otherwise I would just keep playing Call of Duty Four on my computer. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, li- literally Blackout is the only mode. Nobody cares about any of the other modes anymore. So Call of Duty has become a battle royale game. That's so, fine. At this let, point. let me just buy the battle royale for like thirty dollars and I'll uh-huh. buy it. But I don't think yeah, I'll buy I don't want to. I don't want to pay for a full game for one mode that. Right, because yeah. I'm not invested in the story. Maybe I'll play zombies once, but I want to sure. play. I want to play the battleground. Yeah, yeah. That that's the real meat of it. That's the meat. And and there's no point in the other modes if nobody's playing it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, let's get on to the meat of our podcast, which isn't actually directly game related. It does have some gaming related stuff about it. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, since we had to work it, we had to deal with this stuff, and. It's super stressful. It's the most stressful time of the year for retail workers. Like, it definitely gets busy, and I don't mind that. Um, my issue is I don't get a shop. <laughs> yeah, we don't get the shop. Here, here's my issue with these things. 90% of it just ends up re- in returns anyway. It really does. Uh, from a retail perspective, we see this all the time. After Black Friday or literally right after Christmas where all these things, uh, where all these things end up uh, like wind up is Christmas presents. But Most a lot people, of it's buyer remorse. That's how I got the yes. the DS. Yeah, was a huge part of this it. This guy buy- bought like four of them and returned them all. Yeah, we, and we literally had we we literally talked to one of our coworkers uh, about this, and um, someone shopped during Black Friday, came back, returned it, uh, and they're like, "Okay, why do you want to return it?" Oh, I just bought it because it was on sale. Right. And Most people just buy it because impulse. it's on sale. Yeah, it's impulse. Yeah, and then you return it and you're like, uh, Buy Buyer remorse. Why did I buy this in the first place? So I think, personally, I think Black Friday, Cyber Money, these types of these types of things are really pointless because the point of it is to stimulate the economy, but the economy doesn't really get stimulated when everything just gets returned anyway. For the most part, plus... I'm always upset with their promotions. I think the best one was like the PlayStation. Uh-huh. But I was looking at the Switch on the front page of the advertisement yeah. thinking, it's not even on sale, right. but I'm guaranteed right. we're going to almost sell out. Mm-hmm. And we did. We had to get a second shipment. Yeah. And what I also really hate, and this is for Black Friday specifically, is the fact that it forces retail employees to work on Thanksgiving. You can thank Walmart specifically for that. Yeah. They're the ones who did the first, five, yeah. opened at five o'clock yeah. and then... Everyone else had to follow suit to yeah. survive. And and working during the holiday is not optional. They could have been at home spending time with their families, but yes. they hit a buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it it just it frustrates me because the the incentive is time and a half, which is great. We get paid a lot of money That's to work during the holidays, but what if you don't want to work on the holidays? You're forced to because you are a retail worker, and yeah. if you don't, I mean, bye bye, you get fired. Yeah, it, 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 that can be the case. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to break your leg or something, and then even mm-hmm. then, you'd just be probably ringing people out. Yeah, it's it's, it, yeah, it, it's it's so crazy. It's such um, it's a mindset that I don't particularly find good. Yeah, I can agree. Um, I think it's very greedy. It's just corporate greed. It's corporate greed. That's the bottom line of it. Is it's become more like that because originally it made sense, but as when you start doing like early Black Friday sales, yeah. like Wednesday stuff, mm-hmm. then you're going after money. And I get it. it. That's why you're doing it. That's the other thing that's kind of funny to me is... Um, like I have mixed it, feelings. It's Everybody is coming for Black Friday, but a lot... 
now you have all these early Black Friday right, things. Like come where and get it now. The deals are literally the same as the day of Black Friday. There are a couple of uh, doorbusters, doorbusters, but most of those doorbusters aren't even really that great. Right. A doorbuster <laughs> was a Nintendo Switch for us, which was not on sale. Yeah. So, and like, why? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, that? it's really, it's Tons. really ridiculous. And the other thing about Black Friday sales is most of the things that go on sale are the shitty products. Yeah. Like just bad TVs or mm-hmm. like old games nobody really wants. Yeah. So why? What's 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 the point? The gems though. The one few things I will say are gems are getting awesome consoles that they do release, like yeah. special bundles that only come out during that time. Yeah. That's the coolest thing. Yes. But if you already have the console, you're probably not going to buy it. Exactly. It's unless you're like a hardcore collector and you're willing to spend like four hundred dollars on one. I want to specifically call out like PlayStation, man. They come out with so many versions: God of War, Monster oh, yeah. Hunter, <laughs> Spider Man, yeah. uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, Call of Duty one. They had so many bundles, and right. it was like the last two years. Mm-hmm. So the I, I have a bit more issue with Black Friday than I do Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday, I don't have as much of an issue for, but that's digital. because I don't work in an online warehouse. <laughs> right, and even then, it's just like it's just a a day where you'd be getting more orders. Yeah, but I I feel like I feel like Cyber Monday is less impulsive than Black Friday. Definitely. Because Black, uh, Cyber Monday, you have a bit more time, you know, just to slowly browse through the stuff. Uh, Black Friday, because you are physically there, because everybody's running around and tackling each other and stuff, it's a lot more frantic and a lot more impulsive. Uh, and it, it feeds more on that impulsive instinct of people. Like, I don't know how true this is, but I always feel that Cyber Monday is more for the nerds. Yes. When I when I talked <laughs> to my those brother, are more tech deals. Those yeah, are more tech he's deals. like he goes, you know, I'm gonna go on Nick. I'm gonna buy like two SSD hard drives right now. Yeah, and then uh, I'm just gonna get all these cool things for my computer. I'm gonna build a new rig right now because it's mm-hmm. on sale. And I think that's what I did on Cyber Mondays was buy yeah. parts for my computer. Yeah, Cyber Monday is definitely a lot more geared towards nerds because it's a lot more tech deals. Yes, definitely a lot more tech deals than than Black Friday. Black Friday, people go all over the place for Black all Friday. Over. Really, I mean, you still have Cyber Monday at places like. Coles, Sears, Sears yeah. if that's still a thing. Yeah, I, th- I think Black Friday is more geared towards the average consumer. Uh, a lot of TV deals, things like that. People because just want a big it's TV. it's an event. Like, yeah. people know about it, so they're going to attend the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, but yeah, I still have a lot of issue with Black Friday. It's mostly Black Thursday. Yes, Black Thursday. That that's is the main one. Forcing retail employees to work on a holiday really sucks and is really really greedy from those big those big companies. So, that that was pretty much all I I wanted to say. That's pretty much the gist of the whole discussion. It wasn't really more of a discussion. It was more of a rant. I'm glad you could get your feelings out. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to rant mostly. Um and yeah, I wanted to talk about the fact that most of these deals, you'll get them throughout the whole week. You don't have to come during the most hectic day to to get these deals. There's the doorbusters you're you're not even going to care about half the time. That's fair. So, uh, what's coming up on the channel? Nothing. We didn't record. Uh, Arnold and I have not recorded anything yet. We're going to record tomorrow uh, or Monday when this or today when this podcast comes out. Because, on Cyber Monday. Yeah, Start so your Cyber shopping. Uh, our Cyber Monday deal is you get to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good deal. Uh, it's free. But yeah, that's when Arnold and I are going to start recording. We didn't record today because Arnold's not feeling good. He's dying. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He'll come back to life. He's dead. That, that was the joke. He was, he was dead. <laughs> well, I spoiled the I spoiled and the you're surprise. a magician what the hell <laughs> uh, but yeah Arnold's dying um, so we're gonna record tomorrow when he hopefully feels better or today when this podcast comes whatever whatever the fuck you know you know uh, it's 
10 47 now <laughs> as current, of this recording as of uh, 11 25 2018 sure okay all right but yeah that's the podcast uh if you have any questions or topics for us to talk about you can send them on over to hey we're playing at gmail.com that's h-e-y-w-e-r-e-p-l-a-y-i-n at gmail.com if you're not already subscribed to our youtube channel please do so uh youtube.com slash hey we're playing if you're listening to the audio we just released the s list a week ago two weeks ago yesterday the s list oh i mean uh yeah yeah, yeah was, the series uh, came the series yeah yeah that's let's start in mother simulator that's right that's right uh, a couple weeks ago um which is i, I mean what does it's S-list, our new show yeah, man yeah what does s list stand for i mean don't worry about it <laughs> I, mean, I don't i don't even think about it <laughs> uh but mother simulator was a good uh good I episode i definitely recommend checking that out but yeah subscribe to our youtube channel if you haven't already youtube.com slash hey we're playing uh subscribe to our podcast on itunes Podbean spotify google play whatever whatever you like and drop us a review that would help mm-hmm. us out a lot I, I would appreciate it and yeah thank you all for tuning in whoa i just made a country <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in uh we'll catch you guys next week ciao